What's up, everybody? It's the ID84 Show Live here, episode 169. As always, to the left of me, Mr. Adam the Mallet, 69. It feels like it was only yesterday we had episode 69. Now we're at 169. Holy shit, I remember that, yes. There you go. Uh, we have a guest tonight, comedian Bryant Whitaker will be joining us in about 15 minutes from his uh, Pots Unknown, in his bunker, of course, probably, in his, uh, his uh, quarantine life if you will i'm assuming he's in the waiting room right now and he'll be joining us probably in about 10 to 15 minutes so awesome. stay tuned for that because i think he's going to be naked Ooh. or at least top wow. yeah sensor bar is there i have told uh, all our guests now for now on they have to be at least topless including the women who will be joining us so, i was going to say are any of the women hopefully that'd be nice we had a chick coming on um we, we haven't had a, a lady guest in quite some time uh so our next one is going to be on saint patty's day and she's a comedian, so stay tuned for that. Because that's oh good. Maybe she's a little lick it up, and she goes a little wild. You never know. This show, anything is possible. So we were we were having a little conversation before the show. We're talking about minimum wage, and we remember remember when how much minimum wage used to be. Because this is a big controversy these days. It's the fifteen dollar minimum wage, which I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think it oh. should be a federal thing. Because there's some like small towns and small states that doesn't require a fifteen dollar minimum wage in order to survive, but like in cities like Boston and New York and some California cities, it does make sense because you need that extra money to kind of, I guess, uh, survive, right? And right now, Adam was I was we were just talking that minimum wage in Massachusetts is already twelve dollars, so another three bucks, you know, over the next few years really isn't that big of an increase. I do. I do think it hurts like a West Virginia Dunkin' Donuts employee, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm, my, my theory is on minimum wage. I'm kind of always about it. It always sounds good in theory. Who doesn't want more money? Mm-hmm. But like the problem I have with when they raise minimum wage is like, okay, well, where's my bump? Like yeah. if minimum wage is getting a bump, I, I should get a bump that. too. Because yeah. a level of, they should not be catching me. Minimum wage should not be catching a, a worker, somebody else who is working a more qualified, like a more, a, okay, a more important job. Okay, that's what I mean. Someone yeah. at Burger King should not be making close to what I am making. So I should technically get a bump too, but I won't. You won't. That's yeah. why I'm always like, when minimum wage goes up, I'm like. Well, yeah, and what it does is it doesn't, it, it, the, the money has to come from somewhere. The billionaires that own these companies are not going to just take a hit. They're going to pass the cost on to the consumer. And and in chance the prices will go up. So instead of remember when, remember when a small coffee at Dunkin' Donuts was a buck and a quarter, and now it's like almost like a buck fifty, buck buck sixty for a small coffee. Yes. Like yeah. oh wow, you know, well the reason that coffee went up in price was because labor went up, and the people that own Dunkin' Donuts aren't going to take a pay cut. They're going to just pass the the cost on to the consumer. So in theory, everything and that's how inflation happens, and everything becomes more expensive. It's just like, well, okay, that doesn't make sense because the, the way to do that is to be able to freeze prices, which they won't do, but they, and then, then make the wage go up. And that way, the people that are actually taking the hit are the people that can afford to take the hit, not the people that can't afford to take the hit. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I will say from 2008 to 2014, it stayed at eight bucks. Yeah. Well, you said That's it was a impressive number. You said it was like five something in 2000. Oh, uh, in 2000, it was, uh, I'm seeing six bucks. Yep. And that's Massachusetts, right? Yes. And but then it went to 675 a year later. So six bucks in 2000. 
What was it? You said 1960-something? How much was it? Three-something? In 1968, it was a buck 60. So it went up, I went up a buck a decade, give or take. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Okay, I mean, yeah, when it's looked like that, yeah. Because that's about the, a buck a decade is about the rate of inflation. When you really think about it to a point, it's like, you know, so if we've gone up a buck a decade, so. But um, from 2015 to now, it's gone from $9 to what it is now, 12? I think it's about 12, yeah. Yeah, so from 2015 to, to now, it's yeah. 9 to 12. When I first started like, working as a bartender, my, uh, my wage was $2.35. That's how much they pay us. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone up to like four and a quarter. But it's like pointless because it's like you obviously make tips. And um, yeah, it's true. It only covers you for like if you uh, don't make enough money that night. The restaurant is supposedly supposed to have to pay you the difference um, of making at least minimum wage. So like, for example, if I made no money, the restaurant have to come up with the additional $8 to hit me to 12 stupid, something like that. But it hardly ever happens. And it's never needed to do others is help you with taxes that get taken out, I guess. But I know that some places are uh, thinking about getting rid of the whole tipping system altogether and just paying people $15 an hour, which would be terrible because there's some nights bots and I can make $55 an hour. And it's like, well, why am I going to take a, like a, you know, $40 pay cut for the good of the country? People aren't going to stop tipping people at bars. That's always going to happen. It's just a common thing. Like, I mean, maybe you will, maybe it won't. I mean, look at uh, like Europe. They don't tip there. Well, certain places don't tip there, I guess, and they all make an hourly wage, but the service is a lot terrible in, in Europe. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, it's offensive. Were, it's what? It's offensive tip in, other, in some countries. Yeah, when I was in France, we were in Paris at the Hard Rock Cafe. It was like Thanksgiving. Well, American Thanksgiving because they don't have Thanksgiving in France. But I was like, it was like 15 of us and we're sitting there and I'm like, well, and the girl, one girl at the table was like, oh, you don't have to tip. It's already included. I go, well, I'm from fucking, I'm an Italian from America and I like to over tip. So no one on the table tipped except for the four of us. So everyone left except for the four of us. And I go up to the girl, I go, we handed her like 50 bucks. We're like, hey, take this. I go, she's like, oh, no, no, it's included. Like, the, like I don't get tipped. And I go, yeah, but you're dealing with, I don't want you to think Americans are assholes. So his, no, but they view it as you being an asshole. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they view it as you as a pity. Like yeah, that's how they view it. But they get just gonna know what kind of people we come from. Very generous. Well, it's people. a cultural thing. Like I it's just the way it is. Like, and I, I get it. Like that's the way it's a, it is over there. So you gotta accept that. that. That's their country. This is our country. They view it as like eh, pity. Like here, take this. Do you like, think it's right if they don't tip people over here? I know because we we're, we're American. We're supposed to. No, no, but like a foreigners come over here and don't tip when they go to a restaurant. Because a lot bullshit. of them, most of them That's don't. You, you should play by whatever, whatever country you're at, you should play by their rules and accept it. That's just the yeah. way it is. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. I like that theory. I just feel bad for the poor Dunkin' Donuts in the middle of fucking Nebraska that's going to be paying their employees 50. Who's going to be paying their employees more than their teachers? <laughs> that's fucked. That is so fucked. You think of that? You go to school for like <laughs> six years and the guy working at fucking Burger King who's working the fry later is making more money than you are a year. Imagine if you just quit being a teacher and you work yeah. down the street at Dunkin' Donuts. I'm quitting. And the difference is at least the Dunkin' Donuts you can make overtime because you're hourly. Like a teacher, you salary, right? So if you, if you put in like 45 hours a week, you could really bring in an extra fucking, like, I don't know, $1,000 a month or something like that just for just working those extra hours. And, you know, and double time kids. on holidays yeah. and Sundays possibly, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. People are going to stop going to college. I mean, I think people are starting to stop, starting to stop going to college anyways. I think like in the next like 
round of kids, the next generation, the only ones who are going to college, you're either going to get a scholarship to go to college or a sports, like a, a academic or a sports scholarship. I don't see, I don't see people like put forcing their kids into go to college anymore because it's kind of pointless when you think about it. Yeah. Like, unless you want to go into like a family business of being a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah, so, yeah. I see lawyers and doctors. Yeah. Scientists, shit like that. That requires some kind of like formal education and, and, but cause it's not just the education. It's the, like the programs that go along with it, like the uh, internships and the, uh, what they call it residencies and stuff like that. That kind of help you. Like, I don't want some kid not going to college and cutting me open and do a, like a fucking, you know, heart transplant on me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like, uh, like imagine already, like yeah. I'm, I'm learning my, you know, uh, my current job through you. Right. Yeah. Imagine if you were a neurosurgeon, you're like, all right, Adam, you're going to become a neurosurgeon now. Yeah. Get some gloves on. And here, you're going to do this one by yourself. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> make sure it goes all right. I can see that. <laughs> So yeah, it's just certain things, it's, but I don't think you need to go to school to learn like women's like women's theories of, uh, no. you know, or like uh, or literature. I think that's like that should be more of a club. You shouldn't go to college to learn literature because it's like literature is like something. It's like a hobby. Reading's a hobby. Right. So like to me, you shouldn't have to get an education on a hobby. True. And like True. Even, even something like it's like electrical, like electronics and like like electricians don't go to college. They just, they become like, like apprenticeship. Yeah. yeah. And like people work at radio stations and deal with like electronics and mixer boards and stuff typically don't go to college. They just take a couple of courses on how to use a mixer board. And like, which we, I, I learned when I was a freshman in high school at the radio station or the uh, TV station at Revere High, they teach us how to use the mixer board. And it's really, once you know how to do it, you, you figure it out. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know. I do I mean, you, me and you pretty much have the same exact job and I went to school for seven years and you didn't go to college. So we're basically at the same level. So I learned it and I learned the basics in two months. So, I mean, that goes to prove it right there. Like that's uh, how it goes. You know what I mean? Well, the only thing I have is experience over you. Years. Yeah. Which, that's about which it. Which is why you can knock out things a million times faster. Yeah, But at the same of the day, it's like, it's not like, you know, more than I know. It's like for the most part, we don't pretty much the same amount of stuff when it comes to what we have to do. So yeah. when you think about it, it's like that should be a poster right there for why college should be not the, I feel like during like, I don't know, what was it like between like the 19, maybe like 1996 to like maybe like 2010, it was really pressed upon for kids to go to college. Like the, our generation, oh, yes. kind of the one before yeah. us and like the one directly after us, I think I've been like really, really focused. And when it comes down to it, it's like. Now we're running out of electricians, we're running out of plumbers, we're running out of people, the mechanics, we're running out of like, yep. people who we need to do stuff that you and I don't ordinarily know how to do. I'm sure if we taught ourselves, we could, but we'd prefer to pay someone to maybe rebuild the transmission on our car and not try it ourselves. You know, but although there's nothing a YouTube video can't teach you how to do, I learned, so... Even Elon Musk, to work for Tesla, you don't need to have a college degree. So you just have to pass their like exam, yeah. which is probably something you and I could never pass, but that's all you would have to do. Yeah, but no, it could be like the union test. When you go and join like the, like, uh, the union or like, uh, like the civil service test, it's all like logic stuff. It's like ask you questions about like, you know, like if, in this situation, what would you do? Or how would you react? It's more of like a common sense test, if anything like that. But it doesn't require you to sit in class for, I mean, when you think about how many hours I actually stayed in, in school, like a fraction of like my, so you figure you go to school when you're in high school, right? You go from like seven in the morning to like two, right? So you're there for like six, six hours a day, say, give or take. So that's like 30 hours a week. 
I wasn't in college for 30 hours a week. I was probably in college for maybe at max five hours a day on the minimum, maybe one or two hours a day. So in reality, it's probably only about 20 hours a week. I was there, give or take. Yeah, because you paid, no, actually less than that because you pay per credit and each credit's an hour. And I only took about like 14 credits a semester. So I was only in school for 14 hours a week, but paying $30,000 a year for a fractional amount of education that I got in high school. And I can't tell you what I learned. I didn't even learn how to get laid in college. That was a problem. At least if I got that out of the deal. At least if I went to a potty school, I could at least justify some of the costs, but I didn't. So it's like, well, that was kind of dull. I don't really have have failed out, you know. Probably would have failed out, yeah. I, I, I do want to talk about, uh, what's her name? Tisha Tesca Brown, the, the Gorilla Glue girl. <laughs> She's stupid. I am, I am captivated by this person's stupidity in using Gorilla Glue to try to keep her hair in place because she ran out of gel. Out of and gel. it stayed that way for a, not, not a couple days, month, a no. month before going to the hospital. I think, so from what I understand, she was trying to pull off like a, uh, like a YouTube video. She like she was trying to go viral with the video or something like that. I thought that's what I read. Like she was like an extremist or something like this. Yeah. But uh, as far is this still in her hair at this point? Um, she's going to. She's flying to California where a doctor is going to be able to hopefully do it. She's volunteered to do it for free. But her crowd fund, her funda, her GoFundMe thing. She was only trying to raise one thousand five hundred dollars. So that makes yeah. me think. All right, she wasn't going crazy, but she actually ended up getting like thirteen thousand people donated, which for is being, ridiculous. For being for stupid, yeah, like, for being stupid. Doing something that's clearly not. I mean, the fucking commercial shows a like a piece of wood being hung from a piece of glass, like and someone hanging from it. Like, if that shouldn't tell you that you shouldn't put it in your hair, I don't know what does. Like, there's certain things like you, like I don't understand what goes through people's minds. Apparently, the Gorilla Glue people said, like, if she had, like, there's something she could have put in her hair, like, over the counter to get rid of it um, if it was, like, earlier. But, like, because it's been in there for a month, it's probably already clung to her scalp. Yeah. Um, That shit's pretty powerful, too. That's what I used to build the trophy for our fantasy football, to glue the trophy to the the wood. My living room, yeah. Yeah, There you go. Yeah, that's fucking, that shit works great. But she used the spray. I didn't even know there was a spray. Yeah, I used to use that when I did, um, oh, shit. When you do, like, architectural boards and you spray, like, drawings on, on like, foam board, what you do is you go, and you spray the board with this glue, and you have about, like, well, 15, 13, 15, 20 seconds to get the paper on there. So you, then you lay the paper on the board, and you got to do it just right make sure there's no bubbles. Then you got to roll it off, and then you, you trim off. But, like, that stuff is, like, it, 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 it's like a... Picture like a hairspray. You know how hairspray gets tacky? Yeah. It's like that, but like worse. Like you, your fingers start sticking together and shit and you're like, fuck. Dude, I'm surprised nobody's weaponized that for like Halloween and shit. Like. Yeah. Remember like when people used to put nair in like water? And like yeah, they used to do that nair and all that shit. But that was like fun stuff. This no. is, that's, that'd be extreme. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard of cases where people using Gorilla Glue spray as a weapon. Like, damn. Well, this bride's now trying to sue Gorilla Glue for... Not putting hair on the, uh, don't put any hair, I guess the technicality. Because the person writing the disclaimer was probably like, who would be stupid enough to put this in their fucking hair? She better get nothing. I'm going to be so mad if she gets something <laughs> for that. All right, looks like a guest here. We should bring him in right now. Let's see what he's joining us from. Let's see what he's doing. 
There he is. Mr. Whitaker is like a bit. I feel like I'm watching that um, that that music video. What was it? Jamiroquay. Jamiroquay. Yeah. <laughs> virtual up. insanity. Like. Yeah. Virtual insanity. There you are. <laughs> How you doing? Hey. How you doing? All right. How's this? On, is this man? better? What? Ooh, that doesn't matter either way. Yeah. Widescreen. All right. Cool. Really? There you there go. We go. Yeah, man. You can get me in fucking letterbox. Right on. There you go, everyone. Brian Whitaker here. Where are you joining All us right. from tonight? L.A. Unfortunately. Oh wow. Really? Yeah, dude. Sun's still out out there. What? I'm getting the fuck out, dude. I mean, like we're we're moving. I don't know. Sometime this year, but yeah. I've been been living here all my life. By the way, who the fuck are you guys? What are your names? Oh, I'm Artie, <laughs> and this would be Adam. Artie and Adam. Okay. There you go. Nice and easy. Boston, huh? Boston. Yes, yep. yes, sir. Are you? Are you? you Irish. What was that? I'm Irish. Yeah, a little bit. Enough enough to qualify yeah. for a Bostonian. Yeah. I just no, I just found out today that I'm fucking Irish. I I didn't know. I thought I was German, but no. I'm like the little like, uh, guy on the commercial for Ancestry or whatever it would uh, Yeah. 23 and me. Yeah, my yeah. wife got that for me for my birthday. I guess like to make sure that I'm white or some shit. And uh <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, yeah, so I mean it turns out I thought I was German my whole life, but no, wow. I'm you know Fucking well, Irish, man. Well, it, could been, Irish. it could have been worse. You could have found out your parents really weren't your parents. That would have been even worse, right? That would have been great. That would have yeah. been like, yeah, I mean, cool. I'm my own guy. All right. anyway, sorry, well, uh, go ahead. Welcome to the club. And uh, on the 17th of March is, is a day that we can celebrate. And you can actually celebrate as the true Irish person. So, Yeah, go. absolutely. And I can bitch about everybody's appropriating my culture for a change. I agree. That's the way to do it. So you were born, we born and raised in LA or California at least? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't blame yeah, you for getting I'm out. Born and raised. We going to Texas? We going to Texas or somewhere one of those? Everybody's going to fucking Texas. Um, <laughs> I I think for us it might be it might be Georgia. Um, okay. Yeah. It might be it might be Atlanta area something yeah, like yeah. that. I I yeah. I hear they need more Irish out there. So it's very little Irish in Atlanta. Trust yeah. Me. No. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of African, very little Irish. So yeah, it's a whole different. Uh, but I'll bring my percussion. What's up? At least everyone's Irish out there on St. Patrick's Day, so it's just tough to. Yeah, discuss. everyone's Irish everywhere. I'm more than than <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't blame. Like, if you're being a uh, comedian. I mean, you really don't. With like Zoom and stuff like this these days, you really don't need to be centrally located in like New York or LA anymore because you can just kind of no, fly wherever you want to go. No, and that's a beautiful thing because uh, I, I can't speak for New York. I, I mean, it it doesn't look good over the past year, but I mean, fuck LA. Yeah. I mean, really, and this is this is somebody who's from there. I mean, mm-hmm. really, just enough, enough. I mean, they, it's uh, Adam Carolla put it really well. It, it's like the, the hot chick from high school, who is just used to everyone just you know like paying attention all the time, and now she's like you know in her late forties, and she's just like, what? You don't want to stay around here? It's like, no, bitch. Like, no. There's there's this other <laughs> the new. there's other women here now. You know? Yeah. No. You just yeah. you aged. You got shitty. From what I hear, but, New York people are doing the same exact thing too. It's just yeah. I got a couple of buddies who are leaving there. Yeah. No, it's like it's not worth it anymore. You know, like you like you said, it's the exact same thing. People just got used to this um, kind of like mindset that like you had to be either in LA or New York to either establish your comedy or act and like. You, but you don't have to anymore. Like it's it's so easy to fly somewhere. It's so easy to be some like a lot of people are doing their like auditions on Zoom and you can actually have a conversation with people. It's not like just mailing in a fucking like you know, MPEG-4 anymore. Like, you can actually have an audition right now from someone who's on the other side of the world 
And then you go and figure out oh, we have to be the film and stuff like this. And half the time, they're not even filming in L.A. or New York anymore. They're going to Toronto. Well, that's the fucking thing. You know? Yeah. So no, Atlanta is kind of like the new, it's the Hollywood of the South, they call yeah. it. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that's good enough. I mean, because, yeah, you know, like I write and everything. And, you know, if somebody, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not an actor where like I, I was ever getting in line to be one. But, you know, if somebody gives me money to fucking play make-believe, I'll do it, you know. But uh, Who wouldn't, right? What is it about yeah, California? Yeah, uh, what is it about California that makes you want out like that bad right now? Like, what is it? It's not. It's not California. Place? I mean, it's not California. The the land itself. That California is fucking beautiful. And I mean, I'm gonna miss being by the ocean and everything. Um, it's just. It's. I mean, it's you know the the government right now. Um, you know how it's being run. How everything is. It's. It's really like. I don't know. I'm I'm not a big government kind of guy. I mean, like, you know, by, by day, you know, like I'm a carpet cleaner. I fucking, you know, just, I, I run my own shit and I like, I don't have any employees. I do my own thing. And uh, that's the only thing that I think I can handle doing. I mean, I've always been into just, you know, like stuff where I only rely on me, you know, like I've just only sport I was ever halfway decent at was boxing. Um, you know, for, for, you know, getting into comedy, it's like, you don't have to, you can't rely on anybody else. You're not part of an improv troupe or anything like that. You're just, it's just you. And, um, I hate what they're doing to people who rely on, they have to rely on government to stay open or not. And, uh, it's just been, it's been sad to watch and I'm just, I'm happy. I'm not one of them. I mean, I feel bad, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people are at the government's mercy and, um, they're. They've done what they did, man. They they've done their number, and yeah. uh, it's just just time to time to tell them to fuck off. Just be like, no, I'm I'm not paying you taxes anymore. I'll you know I'll try someplace else. You know, yeah. So, I mean, it's fucking bullshit. Not that I pay taxes or anything. I'm just saying, you know, if I did, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you know? It's the same thing. You know, I know I don't blame you 100. I don't blame you at all. I agree with you 100. It's like you go there and you just kind of into this mindset of California, everything's supposed to, what you're supposed to be, and then it's like, yeah, you don't. Why do I pay these taxes when I can go live in, you know? somewhere that's cheaper to live. I mean, like, like tennis, like a lot of people go to Florida or Tennessee. No, there's no state income tax, right? So everything you make, you keep, you just give it to the feds, you know? Um, and wow. you know, California, you just get used to the weather. I guess Georgia's not too far off from California weather. I mean, yeah. 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 I've heard it's nice. Where you are. I mean, you know, who knows if that'll be it, but, uh, but you know, yeah. But we're looking and we're committed. I mean, like yeah. definitely, definitely going to be out of here this year. Um, cause I mean, like, I, say what? I'm saying I don't blame you. From what I read in the news, yeah, stuff, it looks like it's a fucking war. Yeah. Dude, no, I mean, like, it, what really, it was heartbreaking to me, like, last year. I mean, the when when I found out that L.A. was rioting, I mean, you know, I mean, like, there's, I got nothing against you. Yeah, I don't care what the fuck you're protesting, to be honest. I mean, like, I didn't protest as American as hell. I mean, like, you know, just protest whatever the hell you don't agree with, good for you. And, uh, you know, as far as breaking the social distancing or whatever you know i'm I'm not one who's gonna bitch about that but when the rioting happened um that was heartbreaking i mean i was just like because i was here for 92 Mm -hmm. and just watched you know like the whole damn just you know the sun was blocked out there was so much smoke and uh uh you know a lot a lot of you know a lot of shit went kind of unreported i mean like they, they they tally up the numbers and all that um as far as like who got killed who got injured blah 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 but like when you see it and when you when you when you know somebody who knows somebody or whatever, you know, like just all the people who got pulled out of their cars and just killed. Um, that's the kind of shit that, you know, I mean, when, when people defend rioting is like, Oh, the language of the unheard. It's like, I was just like, yeah, I hope you go to jail and get butt fucked and that your butt fuck is explains to you that he's just speaking the language of the unlaid. You know, it's like, (laughs) what, what do you expect? You know, like, I'm just, 
after a while, people are just getting, it's like, oh, fuck yourself. You're, you're, yeah. you're burning down somebody's way to feed their family and then doing shit like, like shit, Atlanta. I mean, that, I hate it. It was in Atlanta that they murdered an eight-year-old girl. You know, I mean, that's the kind of shit that happens. And, uh, and when, when that hit my neighborhood last year, I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, I was able, I was fortunate enough to have my, my stepmom and my dad in, uh, in a nice part of LA where just, uh, they're, they're just renting a house out in the, by the coast where that just wasn't an issue. And, um, I was checking Twitter and, uh, it was just nothing that day, but my neighborhood and then hashtag burn it down and blah, blah, blah. And so yeah. I got my wife and kid out of there for the night and, uh, we just stayed there and then we came back and then, you know, yeah, a lot of places, you know, that were boarded up, you know, got, got taken and, uh, I don't think anybody got hurt here, like in my particular neck of the woods. That was nice to hear. But, um, but yeah, it was just, just the whole, the fact that it was an option, that it was like, all right, I either got to get out of here, get my family out, get my stupid crippled dog out of here and all that, or some little, you know, fucking white kid dressed up like a ninja thinking he's in lame as a rob is going to throw a Molotov cocktail and I'm going to shoot. You know I mean, like, you know, yeah, absolutely. yeah, I mean, Jesus, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I was I was just gonna sit on the porch with a shotgun and just stay up all night, and I was just Maybe. like, all right, it's yeah. that, or I can get out of here. And it's like, you know, it's what I did. fuck it, I'm done. You know, just uh, go someplace where where people are a little bit more okay with if I were to say shoot a little white kid dressed up like a ninja approaching my porch. <laughs> I mean, he's like, oh yeah, well he was on your property, you know. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah. You know, it's just, he had the ninja costume and everything. He looked very scary. So that's the one thing about Boston. Yeah. One thing about Boston is when all that shit was going down, they had like I think one night of riot in downtown, and it was mm-hmm. like the, the thing about people in Boston is a lot of people live here and been here forever, and they kind of respect the neighborhoods and black white doesn't really matter. Everyone's fucking friends, you know what I mean? So when you see these little yeah. punks come from out of town into the city to start destruction. That shit yeah. didn't settle well. I think there was one night they, they broke into a liquor store of a guy who was connected to the mob. So those people probably already dead and they probably went nice. missing. <laughs> you know, nice. um, yeah. they, set a, they set a cop car on fire. We, you know, big oh. look. Okay, that's yeah. great. But other than that, it was pretty like... Uh, like broken windows yeah. and nothing like... Yeah, that's funny. I didn't hear anything about yeah Boston through all that. It, it became like I couldn't keep track after a while, and I and I just didn't. You know, it's like oh Philly's burning down, oh mm-hmm. Atlanta's burning down, oh blah blah. And I was I didn't even think of that. Like yeah, Boston. I didn't hear much from Boston, so that's yeah. You know cheers. what? Sorry, yeah. cheers with water. I'm an asshole. Sorry, <laughs> right, man. I mean that was, that was the thing. It's like some of those towns. It's like you know you don't want to screw with people's well being. Everyone you know everyone knows each other. Everyone respects people. You know what I mean? It's like. And it, like a lot of times in these cities, it, it's not the people that live there either. It's these idiots coming from outside coming to cause the trouble for the most part. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just like LA. It's not the people here that give it a bad name. It's all the, the pieces of shit that come from everywhere and just would suck anyone's fucking dick and kill anyone's children to get their face on a billboard, you know? Yeah. And the problem is like I'm LA sure. and New York are a big giant like cesspool for fucking people just to go there. Then you're like, just get the fuck out of here. Like who the hell are you guys? Yeah. Like, for everything, not just rioting, for just like life in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, what was it? Uh, I can't remember what, I think I heard it on that show, The Shield, a while back, and I looked it up and it's true, but like, I think like 90% of all serial killers in America ever have at one point lived in in LA. It's like, like, (laughs) yeah, you want to be famous, you're a piece of shit. It's like, there's not that much, you know, I don't need to hear about your childhood or anything like that. You're just, you're, you're that kind of piece of shit. You want to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look at fucking me. I'm, 
Manson was a uh, he was a field musician that just went fucking crazy. So <laughs> exactly, fuck you, you loser. It's like, yeah, I mean, like, and apparently he was a pretty smart guy too. I uh, I talked to a guy who uh, was was in Quentin with him at one point, and uh, and he said he was known as a really good chess player. Okay, like yeah, uh, yeah but it's like that's what you did with your brains. I, I don't. Know, I guess you got famous. You know, whatever. Everyone knows. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeah. So how long have you been doing uh, comedy for? This is we've we've, we've uh, done a couple of your videos. We're very entertained by some of this stuff. Uh, love, your, love your determination yeah, yeah, yeah. to stick up for a friend and punch a guy in the nuts, you know, and fight a guy at a bar. That was the anime. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I got I got dragged into that one, dude. Um, that was uh, that was funny. That was they made that um that yeah the, a lot your eye favor. Um, I was just at that bar that night. Um. Not in the story, but I mean, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I guess yet. Yeah, so whatever. So I, I, uh, I was at a, I was in a bar with a friend in L.A., and uh, and he was drunk, and he bumped into a dude, and it was just the typical, you know, like stepped on my shoes bullshit, where it's like, oh god damn it, another guy with no father gonna start some shit. But um, he uh, he just flat out would not let my friend out of the equation. I was like, all right, dude, just just let's let's you and me. I mean, like he was he was way bigger than me, and I was like, nice fuck it. I was like. Well, I mean, you know, it's just... It must have been a good friend. It's a, fuck, like, it's a fucking bro. Yeah, it's a bro thing. It's, it's yeah, like, you know, yeah. God, all right, you know, you, know you, you couldn't handle yourself tomorrow. You're going to hear about this, you know, and how you got me in trouble. But, but yeah, it, at the end of the fight, um, it, I ended it by fucking just basically getting the guy in the nuts over and over and over because that seemed to be working. And he was bigger than me. Fuck him. And, well, uh, works. and, and, and yeah, and I, and I didn't want to tell that story. But I was at that bar that night um, where they, where Uriah Faber was doing those fight stories things. And my buddy, Daryl, um, who was like number two on those fight stories, he's a comic who was working with Fox at the time, who, you know, like UFC Fox was, who was doing it. And uh, he's all, B, you got to tell a story, dude, and all that, because he just, you know, knew me as just whatever, you know, I had my little scratch. I was working security at the time at the Hollywood Improv, and uh, that's how he and I met. Um, and I was just known as, you know, that dickhead Wyatt Earpish style bouncer, whatever, uh, at the improv where, you know, yeah, uh, they, they brought me into, I don't know, clean shit up or something like Dalton style <laughs> or something. But I mean, um, but, but he's like, you got to tell one of your stories, man. You got to tell one of your fight stories. And, well, no. and I was just like, no, no. Cause I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the whole culture of glamorizing fighting. And, you know, it, it, it was, that was 2013. So it was still kind of like the first five years of just how fucking douchey MMA fans were, you know, and UFC fans. I mean, <laughs> Where, where they still had the fucking bedazzled tap out shit and the dragons and all that all over and the, the Ed Hardy and everything. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to feed this culture. This is stupid. And, uh, yeah. and he's all playing. Yeah. Just tell a story like, you know, where it doesn't, you know, and I, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, I could tell the story of when I thought a guy was texting in a theater and not listening to me. So I went and swatted his phone out of his hand and started shit with him. And it turned out he was deaf and that it was a hearing device that he was like reading the last movie off. So yeah, because that makes me look bad. And that makes you see you're not supposed to start shit with people and you're not supposed to fight. It's bad. But um, I was like, all right, maybe not that one. Because I ran out of the producers and all, don't fucking tell that story. So I was like, all right, I got another one where it doesn't make me look like some big cool guy. I'm just like, I won, but I, I won defending a friend's, you know, safety or whatever but but still it was like i punched him in the nuts and um and uriah thought it was funny and it was a fun little time whatever you know got to do it and then and then when it went online i remember i just i i think i checked it like 
like a few months after it went up because I didn't even know it had gone up. And then I, and then I checked it out. Uh, and it was, there was, there was a lot of, there's as anything on, that you put online, there's, there's a lot of like, Oh, this is hilarious. This guy tells a story and all that. Then there's a whole bunch of just, just fucking douchey bastard. Just like, oh, you never punch a guy in the nuts, bro. That's fucking yeah. bullshit. Like you, you're a fag, you know, like fucking, you never do that shit in the fight. And, all that. and I'm like, you've never been in a fight. Have you? I'm yeah. just yeah. like, like, dude, no, you, what you do in a fight is you win. Um, or your, your head gets put onto the fucking pavement and it really fucking hurts, dude. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You're, you're thinking about your little padding in your octagon or whatever the hell you're talking about at your little gym. I mean, just, I'm, I'm talking about this was in an alley and yeah. this guy would have fucking killed me. I mean, so yeah. yes, it, I punched him in the nuts and I hope he's dead. I it, hope his nuts <laughs> bled <laughs> fucking just internal bleeding made them swell up and he called his mom and cried. And uh, then, yeah, then his nuts killed him. He's a fucking. So, uh, I mean, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, it's not like it's a controlled environment. Like, you don't know if that person has a knife or anything like that. Like, anything. You know, fuck that. You know. He didn't have a knife. I just, you know, the one part of the Still, story. Still doesn't matter. Felt, yeah, I, uh, I, I felt bad. I there was one part of that story that was a fuck. It was a lie. Um, which was that I, and it ended up making me look even douchier than I had to. But um when I punched him in the nose afterward and his nose blew up, oh, like, yeah. you know, yes, of course that's happened where you punch someone in the nose and their, and their nose splatters all over the place. And like, just the, the, with their bleeder, the blood comes out all over the place, but, but that didn't happen. Um, I just punched him in the nuts enough to where he was just basically like, no, stop, stop. Like, he was just like, he's like, fuck it, fuck it, man, fuck it. We're good. And all that. And he was just on the ground and, and it was enough. But I, I remember thinking back to, I wish I had punched him in the face. Because his nuts, he's not going to go around showing everybody his nuts the next day. Yeah. But if I had fucked up his nose, then people would ask, like, oh, what happened? And he'd have to tell the story of how he was a bully and a piece of shit. And uh, some little guy just fucked him up. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. It's a great story. Like, yeah. 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 Like, it's a, it's it's a story. Like, I, mean, I can tell you, I remember when I was younger, I was kicked in the nuts by a, a, ten, a five-year-old. And I was pissing blood for a day or two, a little bit, a little bit of blood in there. So for you to yeah. actually fucking hammer somebody yeah. in the dick, I can guarantee for about a week or two, he was probably pissing some blood. <laughs> it's a happy thought, you know, it's a happy thought. But I mean, I just, no one, I think maybe he could have called into work the next day and put some ice on his nuts and no one ever had to hear that story. But yeah. whoever heard it from me. So, I'm, I mean, I'm going to show that video to my son and I teach him. This is why you don't be a dickhead at a bar because someday you're going to be a dickhead to the bar and you're going to get your nuts pounded in. So yeah, yeah, word, yeah. don't be an asshole. It's just don't be, yeah. an asshole, you know, like even, guy, even the little, the little guy like might be able to fucking reach your nuts. Never know. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? But, uh, fucked up, but awesome. At the same whatever. Time. I got, I got a lot of fucking embarrassing videos out there and they're very scattered. Um, so I don't know what you guys have seen, but I've been, I've been doing it since, it's really, it's hard with me, man. Cause I mean, like I've, I've been so in and out of the game sometimes that uh, it's hard to say like when I should claim to have started. First time I went on stage was like 2006. Um, but then didn't really get into it until 2008. And then, and was in the game for, I'd say until like 2013. I moved out to the beach area. Um, I was I was with the gal who ended up who I ended up marrying, and um, 
and we went out to the beach because we were just so sick of just living in Hollywood and just, I don't know. I mean, like it was just, it had, it had, I'd been in Hollywood eight years and it was like, all right, enough. I want to be at the beach before I, you know, fucking kick off this planet. So we, we lived at the beach for like five years and it was actually a, it was very bad for the career. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I feel like I kind of ducked out there and then I put, then I put some, I put out like a, an hour or technically 45 minutes, like just indie little, you know, special, um, out there like in 2017. And then I got, uh, yeah, I have, dude, I haven't done, I was starting to produce a show. I, we had one show in the bag last March, um, out here in LA because we, we left the beach and now I live out in like just more than Hollywood slash Valley area. And, um, I uh, had a show that uh, went really well, a really cool bar, Ventura Boulevard. And uh, and then like the next two weeks, it was about to be a monthly thing. And then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't like done a show in almost a year. And uh, of all the shit that went down, like over that year, I mean, I just got loaded with material and I'm yeah. Jones in here to where like I, there's so much of it. I might just put out my next hour just online for free yeah. just to just to get it out there just to get it off my chest you know? do you, you have you tried any like virtual shows i did a couple uh right when everything happened like around april may i fucking yeah. did it i because I, 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 I like to work the crowd i like a crowd i like to work off of them work off their emotion see how it goes yeah and i was just doing it like i'm doing it right here talking to you looking into my camera of no one around and my wife looking at me in the doorway like I'm a fucking retard, like doing these things. And I'm like sitting here. I'm like I'm trying to I'm trying to work the crowd here. Then I'm getting the red light on the, the fucking screen. I'm like I'm like I don't even know what my time is. Like I can't keep track of anything at this point. I was just I was out of my own. Yeah. Like, it. Yeah, man. No, I mean this this is cool. I mean you know just just doing these types of things, yeah. doing podcasts and all that. But I mean, but with with the thing where there's like a bunch of little screens on the phone and all that. I mean, Ugh. it's just a whole different. I guess I would do one. But I, I, I called my guys who I had lined up for the next show after, uh, after we did the first one, the Ventura Boulevard one, and, um, and just asked them, like, would, like, people are doing these virtual shows, would you, even, would you want to do it that way? And all of them were just kind of like, you know, like, no, bro. I mean, these are, like, yeah. established guys, too, who were just, you know, they were stoked I'd moved back to town and, you know, were just doing it as a favor for me and all that. And, I mean, that's why, like, the first one I was able to get, like, guys who you know they'd seen on showtime comedy central whatnot and everything and it was like a real show for free and it was like it was ah I don't, i'm just like saying it for the first time now getting all sad like, fuck, it's like yeah. you know, it was a real show man like i had something yeah. going but but yeah they, they were all just kind of like yeah i mean no man not really i mean like yeah. i just yeah you know it's like it just i'd be so i, I feel they, they're like I'd, I'd be self-conscious i was like yeah i think i would too just like kind of waiting to see if you have a reaction. Well, that's it. It's delayed. Otherwise, it looks yeah. like, yeah, you look like you're doing a monologue or something if you're not playing off the audience at all. I mean, you look like you're doing like so. an outside of video in your basement. That's basically what it looks like. You're sitting there, like you're having a sociopathic episode, sitting there having, talking to yourself. It's kind of like when you're like, I don't know, when you're in the green room before you do a show and you're kind of just working with you, have your headphones on, you're working material out, and you're not really saying it, but you kind of go into the motions, your mind's kind of flowing. And then when you get out there, yeah. the energy from the crowd and you're working off the energy. There's no energy yeah. off a fucking TV screen. It's like, I don't know. It's just like you sit there and it's just like, I'm like, I don't know if my jokes are hitting. I don't know if I'm like swinging and missing here. Like, I don't I need, I need, yeah. here, you know, it's like it's tough. There it's was tough. a, that was the, like the, the, the one thing that I did um, do kind of like that was like the, the thing that I put out um, back in, back in 2017. We actually shot it in 2015. Um, 
but uh, my, my little, my special, my, and I always say that in quotes now and all that, because I mean, like at the time I thought I had this cool novel idea, like, all right. So, I mean, like the next step for me is basically I, I try to audition for a Comedy Central half hour where, you know, for $10,000, you know, they're going to own all those jokes from now on and blah, blah, blah. Never really seen any of my friends who did one of those things really have their career skyrocket off their half hour on Comedy Central. Um, or I could just fucking say, fuck it. Like, just play it off like I'm some famous dude and just shoot in some big ass awesome theater. And, uh, and just basically my buddy, my, my best man at my wedding and everything, like he's, a, he's an editor. And I just presented to him, I was like, dude, what if we did it? Like, what if I got us a really cool theater and we just did this shit and faked it and just did a laugh track and everything. And then at the end we reveal that we've been playing to nobody and like, yeah. and we'll just have the microphone drop like the tree falling in the forest and everything. And, and it's just like this pathetic piece of shit. And you show me going back to my waiter job that I was working at the time and everything, instead of the dressing room, like where at the end of most specials I've seen, you know, like, you know, the, the comic goes back into the dressing room, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just you know, going to chill now. And yeah. that it just show me going to my stupid job and everything. And, uh, and we just put it out total indie and I'll, I'll see where I can get it out. And by the time it was edited, it was like a year and a half later. And, uh, cause he was just doing this as a favor to me. So he was working my shit in between jobs. Mm. And, uh, and by then every dickhead in the world had filmed an indie special and they were all over <laughs> Amazon and everything. And I was just like, fuck, yeah. man, like I'm fucking a year and a half late to the, to the picnic here. I thought I had this cool idea, but, um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the deal. I went to my old neighborhood and, um, they were just cool with, uh, letting me have the theater for no money. Basically it was a big, oh, wow. beautiful theater. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, like a 1500 seater theater and it's, you know, had all this history behind it and everything. And, um, yeah, I was able to shoot there, but with like absolutely no audience where we just faked the shit. And then, the, uh, there was a buddy of mine there who just like gave me a high five in one scene, like just to make it look like somebody was in the front going, Oh man, like I, I did a, you know, black joke. And then it showed like, you know, a black guy going, you know, like, Hey, well, this is like a, this so, a perfect little fucking deal. But, but yeah, that was, that was so weird to be, cause it, we never did a rehearsal or anything. We just went there. Yeah. And then it was just my three friends, like with three cameras and then a couple, like a handful of other guys who were like doing sound or whatever. And I'm just playing to this big empty ass theater with nobody to play off and just trying to pause the right amount of time for what I'm used to having to pause after like certain jokes. Because mm. I mean, like I've told them enough to know like, all right, that one hits like, yeah. And that one hits usually pretty hard. And this one, I'm just going to skip over. But I had to do that. And then like the math of, okay, let's pretend like, all these seats are filled in this 1500 person theater. So maybe I got to pause a little longer now. Maybe I got to pause a little, I, I don't know, but I mean, it was fucking awkward. Just like having nobody to play off, you know? So I watched I'd imagine that's kind of what it's like, you know, it whatever. is, but I, yeah. I watched, I watched the trailer and uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought there were people there. So it convinced me. I was watching. I was oh, like, good, man. No, no, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm spoiling the surprise now because, I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it's one of those one of those old movies where if you don't know the ending, that, that's the big M. Night Shyamalan ending oh, yeah. fucking comedy special. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all laugh tracked. And that's, that's at least one cool thing um, on, the, on the Amazon reviews so far that I've seen. Like, by now, like, I just, I'm embarrassed by it practically. Like, I, I leave it up there because I still... I still don't lose money having it up there. So as long yeah. as I'm not losing yeah. money having it up there, I'm like, ah, people are watching me even while I'm not doing it right now. But mm -hmm. uh, I know that I was, it was like, it was weird. Like having no one there, I, I caught myself when I was looking at it, like I was kind of behaving 
like I I would I thought a comic had to behave while on stage, just maybe a little bit more energetic than my usual would be, mm-hmm. and a little bit more like you know pumped, like there are so many people around or something. Whereas uh, yeah, next thing I do, I don't know how I'll do it. I mean like because there's really I'm just going to get creative. That's what, you know, COVID's had to do to everybody. So I'm just going to get creative because there's not even a dive bar that I could shoot an hour in right now, you know, in yeah. LA, um, you know, but uh, they got, they got some patio shows that are just starting right now um, that I'm going to get in on hopefully doing comedy store down in San Diego pretty soon. Um, cool. Cause they got the, the outside thing going, but, but yeah, no, I mean, all right. I fucking rambled cause I lost my train. Amazon. Your Amazon. Oh yeah, the got, Amazon. It's got a. Uh, it's got four out of five. I mean stars. Well, uh, that's that's really good. What's cool about the the reviews? What? Thanks for bringing me back to what the hell I was thinking. Um, there, I I noticed like a couple of them. I was like, oh, that's a friend of mine. That's nice of him. He did a review and all that. But most of them, it's like I've never met this asshole. I even like check there because you know you get all self conscious. Like and you're like, oh come on, mom, is that you or whatever? But uh, you know, I, I check and it's like. Like, oh, cool, these are real people. So it's like everyone seems to think it's five stars or one star. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the one stars are all like, this is laugh track, this is bullshit. You know, yeah, this yeah. is bullshit laugh track and all that. So I'm like, I wasn't trying to fool you, dickhead. Like, yeah. I mean, I was, but not in the long run. Just, yeah. Those, I mean, those are people it, who don't, least, they don't watch the whole video through. Because Adam and yeah, I, well, I mean, if the material it's, sucks, then don't watch the whole video through. Yeah, but I mean, I if you're just gonna shit on the production value, yeah, it's no, like, it's not on. worth it. Doesn't it work. It's better than some shit out there, but fucking apparently, to, oh, yeah. according to Michael Guru, you this guy wants to be important. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he's yeah. saying. Like, but like, who, who doesn't, doesn't want to be important? important? Michael Guru. Yeah. Where the fuck are you? Are you listening to this? Are you stalking me right now? Michael Grew. Michael Grew is the fu- best of you. He's like falling in the it. booth. <laughs> it's you know, a funny, funny thing. A, a, a guy that I listen to sometimes, he pointed out um, where like online haters, um, if you're lucky enough to, to get far enough to have online haters ever, um, it's, it's like you, you take it personally when you first see them and you totally, you, you totally, you totally, you totally forget that is probably a fucking 12 year old. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's like you got a 12 year old just going through every comedian on Amazon and just shitting on him. Just like yeah. just being like, yeah. yeah, I watched three minutes. This guy's a fag, you know, like, and you know, it's like, oh man, yeah. I fucking kid taking it like it's a real person, but it's like this 12 year old where it's like, yeah, this guy wants I to be. Had, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You had already... No, I was going to say like, I had trolls like that too before. And I, I did the same exact thing. I looked up and like on a YouTube video, he just uh, shitting on every video. I'm like, fuck is this motherfucker yeah and I look at his account yeah and it's like a fucking like he's like like a, like a tween sitting there in his fucking mom's uh house sitting there in his bedroom late at night just shitting on everything because his life sucks and i'm like well yeah you, know what? you can't make everyone happy i guess no hell no and i mean like and that's the point is like you shouldn't really try um no, shouldn't. like i mean that's that's something that like that hits you hard you know like at a certain point where it's like Jesus Christ, like, I can't believe I ever said anything on stage that wasn't flat out from the heart. I can't yeah. believe that I ever fucking it, it for a second was like, oh, you know, people seem to like that kind of thing. So I think I'll do that. Like, no, don't fucking do that. That's, yeah. that's you trying to be something else. That's not you. Like, you, you, you got a few decades on the earth if you're lucky, you know? So, I mean, do you, man. I mean, it's yeah. okay if it doesn't, it's okay if it's, I mean, like, just, just don't, don't get out there to try to please people. Don't get out there to 
try to shit on them or piss them off. I mean, but if you offend someone just by being you, that's their problem. You it's know? like a it's I mean, like a rock band decided he was gonna do country because it's the hip thing. It's like you know if you're a fucking hardcore rock band, why are you fucking yeah? Are you fucking how many bands? <laughs> yeah, how many how many musical artists have we seen just oh, fuck yeah. themselves up trying to do what they think people are or doing what their record execs tell them to do or whatnot? Yeah. I mean. And with then comedy, can... I mean, like, it's got to be pure, dude. I mean, I don't know. Ooh. I get I get on the soapbox about that shit. I mean, like, comedy is like, comedy is like the, the closest thing to back in the day, like, just some dude telling a story to people around a campfire, you know, before there was even <laughs> writing, you know? I mean, like, comedy is like the, that's the oldest fucking art form there is. It's still out there, really. So yeah, if we can't gather around the campfire and we got to do it online or whatever, okay, you know, but it's still... It's still got to come from the heart, you know. Like it, it's just, it's got to be, it's got to be real storytelling. It's got to be something from you. And that's that's what makes it easier, you know. Like for when people bitch about, you know, like getting stolen from. I don't think I've ever had. I mean, like I've had some shit stolen before, but nothing that I was like planning on using again anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where I was just like, all right, now I know you. Now you're a little, you're a little joke thief. I'll put the word out, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. But yeah, it's like I wasn't gonna use that because that's just a it's a stealable joke. It's a run of the mill. How long have you guys been doing it? I've been doing it for about uh, well, a little little less than ten years at this point. Um, okay, cool. I started hosting the pod uh, radio. We were in an online radio show for years. I've been doing this podcast for like I don't know since two thousand two, uh, one form or another. Then uh, we went on online radio, and I was with my buddy who did the show prior, Kid Eric. That we did, and he did stand up comedy when I met him. Um, so he got mm-hmm. me into the kind of the gist of it and then we met adam along the way who was more of a writer he was more of like the back of the house guy you know the kind of worked of all of us and stuff but um and especially in boston too man it's like you see it's like yeah, i don't know if you've heard will noonan he's a boston guy he's doing some stuff now that's kind of you know um, I, I think i've heard the name i'll look him up yeah, yeah he's a funny guy and he he did our podcast multiple times back when we were just some shitty fucking online radio station downtown Boston. Everyone's just smoking weed and drinking and just doing pretty much this, except we're in the same room with people and stuff. And, and uh, mm-hmm. Sam J, she was another one. She did the show a couple of times. Now she writes for Saturday Life. So all these people along the way kind of made their ways and stuff. And it's kind of cool to see, see them do stuff. And then there's other people who are just like, yeah, I did comedy for a few years. Now I'm a lawyer. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. More power to them. I mean, you know, shit. If I always, I mean, like I've always told like my wife and everything like you know i i mean told a i'm told a few people who care about me who's just like i wouldn't do this if i didn't have to like i swear yeah. to god i mean yeah, like yeah. i i wouldn't i mean you know i still i'm uh like i said you know, i'm very grateful to to be able to have my own little you know little you know like one person business and all that during the day and you know and be able to rely on that it's just a regular thing to do and then whatever money comes whatever money comes through writing or comedy, like last shit last year was the first year that I made more money writing than I did off carpet cleaning. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, shit, you know, like just, it's a, it's a crapshoot, but I mean, I, I do the writing and I do the comedy and all that because I have to, I mean, like, because like, even if, even if nobody's going to hire me to do shit, um, there are certain ideas and there are certain stories I want to tell and whatnot and all that, where it's like, well, I got to put this down there because I have to read the ending. Like I have to, I have to hear this joke, you know, like from my device, even if I'm the only one ever watching the show. I mean, yeah. you know, no, it's true. So, right? 
I don't know. You, you, it's a passion too. I guess a little bit inside you still enjoys doing it though, right? Because otherwise you would have probably figured out something else to do too. Oh hell no! I love doing it, dude. No, yes. I love doing it. I mean, no, absolutely. I mean, like I'm always, I'm always happy to do a show. Um, and I'm always, yeah, just like I'm always writing something whether I want to or not. You know, yeah. um, can't but, get rid. Uh, of it. It's an addiction. But, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? I don't think it's an addiction. I think it's like you know, you just the genetics, man. I mean, yeah. it's pretty much it, it is what it is. You are what you are, and uh, I mean. Yeah, now, that, like, now that you're Irish now, they get a little more credibility too, and you do like some uh, heavy. Yeah, music. I can pretend I'm oppressed and everything, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> you get yourself a skelly cap, and uh, you go upstage with uh, you know a shot of uh, Jameson or uh, a Guinness, yeah. and it's a go. <laughs> I'm not gonna be that son of a bitch. I, there, there are too many. <laughs> just too many. I was, I even in my in my thing that I yeah in my last uh, in my in my special um that the the one this joke that. Uh, that I was so happy to get rid of. I like, I had to tell it and just put it on. Cause like, once you put it like out there, I feel like, you know, like if, once you put it in like at 45 minutes or an hour, even a half hour or whatever, just like a set like that, just put out there. That's it. You don't do it again. You don't, you yeah. don't do it on stage unless absolutely nobody could have possibly heard about, you know, it or you in the room. But it was a, it was a joke of me shitting on the Irish and not, not just the Irish though, just like white guys in America who, pretend to be fucking irish yeah, it's, yeah. it's a thing it's it's the closest thing we can do because like you can you can say you're oppressed because you're a jew but it's like everyone behind your back is just like a fucking fucking jew you know like, it's not it's not like you fucking whiner you know like shut up and all that but i mean if you can if you can pull the irish card somehow then mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah he kind of yeah he's, he's like the other oppressed white you know like so it's kind of <laughs> kind of cool that he's I guess he's got that background. He's a lot of drinkers in his family, probably. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of. It does put a lot of shit together for me. Um, because, because yeah, shit. My, my mom, my brother, and my sister. Um, yeah, they're they're in the program. I mean, and wow. I just got out of it somehow. And yeah, and it turns out it's fucking genetics. It's yeah. like, it's flat out. Jesus. Yeah, that that and me, you know having to get into situations where I punch people in the nuts and all that. It sounds oh, pretty yeah, Irish. Right there. You know? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, I mean, shit, I, I don't want to be that. I'm never going to play that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm Irish. So this and that, and I'm, yeah. Irish, you know, Oh, I'm so-and-so. So I'm, I'm this way. I mean, I, I can't stand that. It's gotten so much worse too. You know, yeah. I mean, fuck. Like maybe it just needs to grow on you because you just found out you are. So maybe it's just going to take a while. You know? That's true. Maybe right now I'm just a little bit ashamed. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm stuck in the Irish. Fuck, you know, like I thought, I thought I was German. I thought I was the master race, you know, fuck. <laughs> turns out I'm a slave. <laughs> oh, well. But, oh, shit. It is what it is. I was just like, not even allowed to say I'm a slave. It's yeah. off fucking, you know, the other kinds of slaves. Go for it. But, like, no, man, it was so. Where can we get? Where can people go and find your stuff? So your name is on. Do you have a website that we can uh, search? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actually, um, the the web, the website was funny. I, I'm so great at online presence. Um, I didn't touch my website for so long that one day I checked on it and it was just gone. And oh, uh, I I don't know what happened, but it was just it was just gone. And it it was just it's just not up anymore. So I got to start a new website. Um. I got off Facebook because of how sick watching comics eat each other alive made oh, me yeah. last year. Miserable. Um, Fucking terrible. Just, just any comic who doesn't believe in freedom of speech, no matter what the fuck the comic is saying, 
suck a dick in hell. And Amen. I hope you get AIDS in hell from the dick that you suck in hell. And I hope it's like, I hope it's like early eighties AIDS and not like, Mercury. <laughs> like, I hope it's like, like the old shit, you know, like the, 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 the greatest hits from back like, in the day. Like the dad I mean, from, uh, from Brady Bunch. <laughs> Records, Robert Reed. Yeah, like, the, like fucking like Tommy Morrison, like you're on top of the world and then you just rot alive. AIDS. <laughs> um, that's what I wish on you. All comedians who do not stand up for other comedians with freedom yeah. of speech. And if I, I dropped a few Three. comedians off my Facebook page first, like when they, uh, when Ari Shafir was taking shit for bashing Kobe. Um, mm. And, uh, and it, there was a comic on there. It was, he said some shit like, you don't yell fire in the theater. I'm like, fuck you. I just, I just pressed the button and I'm never seeing you again for the rest of my life or talking Three. to you. Just, yeah. But that, and then, and then, you know, how political last year got and everything, you know, just, oh, yeah. it, it was like, it was, it was rough because, I mean, like, in, in 2016, I got to say, like, I was just like, oh, my God, you know, like, there's a reality, you know, show host for whatever the fuck. There's a reality TV star for president. Like, I can't believe I'm living in this world and all that. And then, mm. and then you just learn. And I'm, I'm not going to say that, like, you know, I, I fucking, you know, I'm going to get political about this or anything. But, I mean, like, just, just the fact that you, you can start off thinking, like, how could anyone vote that way? You must be retarded. You must be racist, you know, like, whatever and all that. And then, and then not even change your political views per se, but fucking just get to know people who, who did that and, and realize over, like over the course of four years, I was just like, I was like, the opposite. I was like, this is so fucking stupid that we're calling half of the country like racist and retarded and whatever and all that, or, or yeah. just, you know, misinformed by, you know, some fucking cult leader or something like that. It's like, you, you're not spending five minutes with these people that you're talking shit on, are you? Like, I mean, you're, especially as a comedian, it's like, you got to know, you got to know people, man. I mean, yeah. like, and you got to keep up with people. You can't just dismiss half the goddamn country. And, uh, it, it's true. I couldn't do it. I couldn't listen to it anymore on Facebook. Just just constant comedians going like, I don't even want, even if I become famous one day, I don't want, you know, like them as fans and all that. it's just, and yeah. then I, yeah, I mean, it goes up the ladder, you know, like Eminem and what the fuck, Jason Momoa is saying shit like that too. Like any Trump fans are, just fucking drop me. It's like, is he here? You know, just go, go back, go make your little rhymes and go yeah. pretend you're fucking, you know, whatever. And, you know, you go and you go get back into your fucking costume and play make believe and just. It's so true though, because shut up. You know, just, I, mean, you know, I mean, we've had guests over for like the last 10 to 15 years and they came on the show and politics never, ever came up. We had occasionally once or twice, like a very feminist. We, we had three people walk out of the show. Um, two are very feminist, like, you know, we were making somebody, you know, some dick jokes and stuff. They got offended. They left. And then another guy got offended because we were playing a game of what was the sexual positions and stuff. And he got very, you know, he's like, I'll come back and play guitar when you guys need me. Kind of, but it was never anything ever political. It was like, you never had a conversation with something like we would touch upon it, but it was never like something that, and I have no idea what their political views were. For all I know, they were hardcore liberals or hardcore conservatives. I don't fucking care. They were entertaining people. And like when you take that away, when you talk, start talking to people and stuff like that, and you like take about the whole religious or the whole um, political thing out of it, like you really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? At the same time, there's good people to talk to. You know what I mean? It's like the people that take it to yeah. the extreme are just like so unbearable. It's like it doesn't have to be this way. You know what I mean? People just want to just chill and have a good time and stuff. I'm like I don't really give a fuck what you, your political yeah. views are. I just I, yeah. yeah, I just I wish I wish I wish both sides of the aisle could just dismiss the crazies, you know, on their yeah. side openly. And mm -hmm. just, you know, but, but it seems like, honestly, it, it, I only see, 
I only see one side doing that right now. I hope it changes. I, yeah. I only see, I mean, like I, you know, they're, they're trying to paint a picture like, you know, all, all the people on one side, like, I don't know, supported or, or would have like stormed the Capitol or some mm -hmm. shit. But, but uh, I mean, like, I don't know anyone, you know, like who's on that side who doesn't think that was the dumbest goddamn thing they ever seen in their life. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and, yeah. and on the other side, it, it's, it's like, well, it's the voice of the unheard, you know, like rioting and, you know, you know, Oh, you know, Antifa means anti-fascist. Or it's like, you know, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like I could start a club that says I don't fuck kids and then do anything I want basically. And that means you fuck kids. If you don't yeah. agree with anything I'm doing over here, like, cause oh, Brian, it's, called, like a, it's called the Catholic name. church. The <laughs> yeah. No, the Boy Scouts too. Well, now that you're Irish, you can Boy relate Scouts. to yeah, Boston. Fuckers got a whole bunch of yeah. Oh God, yeah. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> another another. So we're slaves. <laughs> we're kid fuckers. We're alcoholics. Um, I guess we, we wrote some books though. Yeah, I mean there's some. Yeah, I mean the food's James not Joyce. Like, but you guys like to drink. The, so the like, food sucks food too. Sucks. Yes, I know Irish food sucks. That's the funny thing is like now that I. Now that I'm a different kind of European or white or whatever, I'm just I'm just like a completely different than I thought I was. I still want to make fun of everyone I was making fun of before, just the same. And it doesn't change a goddamn thing. Like I really don't give a shit if I have a relative who died in the potato famine or something like that. Like I'm I'm going to shit on Irish people still, you know, for stupid behavior. Just like I would shit on anybody for stupid fucking behavior. And they, they oh, would agree with it too. I don't think they would disagree at all because the Irish people are very uh, self-deflecated people. They enjoy know what the, they know what their flaws are. So I'm gonna have to learn more about us. Yeah, because I'm because I'm definitely yeah. I'm, I'm like what was it? I was like 73 percent, man. Like yeah. that's, uh, that's well, a lot of fucking Irish, dude. For a guy who thought he was German, I mean that's <laughs> that's pretty hardcore. Once this bullshit's over, you can either make it up to Boston, and we'll take you to Southie. Come meet up with us. We'll take you real with a fucking the Irish live to your people. Love yeah. to, man. Love to. We'll, no, we'll, my one time. Do some dive bars and some really sketchy uh, love people. And uh, yeah, you feel right. My people. Your people. My people. Yeah. I remember, I swear to God, like when I was, when I was like 18 or 19 or whatever, when Goodwill Hunting came out, yeah. I, uh, I, I was, you know, I was just a, a poor kid in LA and I, was watching this movie and I knew nothing about, I didn't know about this shit, but I, I didn't know about Boston. I was just like, there's a fucking poor neighborhood in America for white people. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like, where is this? I have to go. I mean, like I just, yeah. And it was just, and then all of a sudden got this big avalanche of goddamn uh, Irish, you know, Boston movies. And uh, yeah. after a while, it's like, it got so ridiculous. Like, you know, there's like, ah, fucking Boston. And we're living in the projects and ah, we're killing each other. And I'm just, after a while, I'm just like, dude, you, you live in a white neighborhood. Get your shit together. I mean, not a big deal, man. You know, fucking pull your bootstraps up. But now I can say that. Now I can be the pre-rapist Bill Cosby for the Irish, you know. Fucking pull up your bootstraps. Get your shit together, you know. Well, man, thank you very much uh, for joining us tonight all the way on the West Coast. Uh, Brian Whitaker, search him online. If you, hit, if you go to Google, it's either you or some old guy that pops up. You notice that, right? Or, oh, yeah, this guy. This guy, guy who's a, oh, yeah, he, he looks like swanky. He's got blue eyes. There's a young black model named Brian Whitaker, and if he yep. ever does one goddamn open mic, I'm going to have to change my name. That's fucking really fair. Um, but uh, then there's an old white guy 
yep. who does like, yeah, he does books about the Middle East and whatnot. And I always get like, I still, I keep my Twitter handle is just, I, I'm never on Twitter ever. Um, so don't visit me on Twitter or whatever, but um, I keep uh, Brian Whitaker as my handle because I got it before he did. Yep. And I'm still banking one day, Brian Whitaker, the author. So I'm thinking maybe one day he'll offer me like money. Cause like, dude, that's my name. And I'll just be like, oh, how much, how much are we talking here then for you yeah. to get your name back? But I don't know, check out, you can check out my, my, uh, my special on, on prime video. It's free if, if you got prime cool. and uh, otherwise I'll keep you guys posted, man. I'll, I'll put something new out this year. I'm going to put oh, yeah. out a new hour. I think somehow. Yeah. When you guys, when you finally go on the road, let us know if you come up to Boston, we'll love to uh, hang off here and take you around. And Absolutely. See you dude. Him. So, Stay in oh, touch. Good hang with you guys, man. All right. Okay. Thanks, dude. Have a good night, man. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. All right. Brian Whitaker, all the way from the West Coast, or Left Coast, as they say back in the day. He was a funny guy. He was a good guy. Yeah. He needs to have a uh, situation now that he's Irish now. It's a whole, it's like a whole learning, a whole new realm of how to behave. You know, he just he just opened up the floodgates right there for himself. Well, what he did was was he bought himself so many more opportunities to make jokes, and he bought himself so many more excuses that when shit goes wrong, he'd be like, "Well, I'm just Irish." You know what I mean? That's like, I mean, I'm only like twelve percent, and I thought it was a lot more than that. Then when I got my uh, my ancestry.com, whatever like that, and I realized like, oh god, my fucking relatives are only twelve percent. Like you would think you were a lot more. Because my great-grandmother had the O'Brien last name. She had an Irish last name. So I was like, oh, all right. So that, you, you would think. But it just like the Italian, the Italian was diluted over the years, too. So it's like, what the fuck, you know? I'm mostly just uh, white. I'm a white guy that came over the Mayflower. That's all I am, you know? Dig, uh, dig the new background? Yeah, I noticed that. I, I, went, I, was, I, was, I didn't want to say anything, but I was just kind of ob, uh, observing your uh, background changes as the show went on. I didn't realize that was happening until I was like, oh, shit, that's happening during the show. Fuck, right? And then I realized the reason why I couldn't get it to, to work well was because the little stupid box that says I have a green skin doesn't need to be checked. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I seen that there was like just a circle where your like, light was kind of just yeah. climbing everything. <laughs> right there. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I can't believe we've been doing this show like this for – it's been about a year. This, but a probably a year this week, right? Because we did our yeah. last show at the apartment around this time last year. Yeah, it's been fine. I think it's been great. Yeah, it works out good. I just miss having like. I guess it's cool to have like people like guests because you wouldn't know really have them over. But like, it's true. You know, it's like I got to build like a like a like a what do you call it like a counter, kind of like a set, like a U, like a U shaped, like a- yeah. So like when you finally when we can when we things just get a little more straightened out and you come over and we can actually have like a little studio and we can kind of I don't know. Maybe when the um, on the rocks of it takes off, you know, we can really put the money into that. You know, one episode still hasn't aired. It's been almost two months at this point. I even said to him because he's, he's house Eric Danger Powers, of course. We're talking about he's a house sitting in my house when I go to Florida in in uh, six weeks, and I go because it's it, I was like, hey, do you mind staying at the house? You know, we'll buy you some food, we'll buy you some booze. You just gotta. Just make sure the dogs don't die. It's basically your only obligation is for, you know, making sure the dogs are okay. Because and and the because it's, it's expensive to put the dogs up in a hotel for 15, 14 days. It's like, you know, fucking expensive. You know what I mean? It would be like you know, ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, that does not sound good fun. Yeah, no. 
So I figured they could just stay here. They just hang out all day around the house. I mean, all he has to do is take them to shit in the morning, that night, and feed them. And that's about it. That's I mean, it's really, really low key maintenance. You know what I mean? And I'm like, even if you don't even want to stay here, you just want to take the dogs out in the morning, come back, whatever like that, come back at night. And as long as you get them to go where they got to go, they can they have fruit range though. But um, I was going to teach them how to use the equipment up here, like so you could sit back here and you could live stream all night long. But you know, I don't see that happening. I think I think your son would have a better shot because <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a little complicated, but it's on yeah. it's on complicated to the point where like one couldn't figure it out if they attempted to. You know what I mean? It's like it's just it's just a matter of just kind of just following directions written down on a piece of paper at the end of the day. But that could be a challenge to some people, I guess. So, but uh, I can't believe it's February tenth. And uh, the winter's almost over. We're about halfway through, if not a little bit more. I'd say we get about another six weeks. April 1st is six weeks away. You know that? I love that. that that's, I like the way you phrase that, six weeks to April 1st. Yeah. Valentine's Day is uh, next weekend, you know? This weekend. Well, technically, oh, well, Sunday. Weekend. Yeah, this coming yeah. weekend, yeah. Um, so I have to uh, send a lot of letters out to the many ladies out there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know. Through my Instagram, all the fans of the show, you know, you're all getting a special Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Probably not. My wife will be lucky if she gets anything at this point. I, I can't justify buying her uh, a dozen flowers today for like $12, but like four days from now, that same dozen of roses that was $12 is now $75. That's a little ridiculous. And they're not any better. They don't look nice. So they like, one year, I, I bought her flowers, like, the week after Valentine's Day. And I go, we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day on the 21st because it's just our special Valentine's. It will be our Valentine's Day. And doing so, flowers are cheaper. You get, the, like, the discounted, like, 70% off candies at Walgreens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm like, why am I going to pay, pay retail when I can get a discount? That's a very valid point, Artie, and a very smart it's the same thing. Flowers are flowers. I know it's like windows. Okay, why don't we just pretend that Valentine's Day is on the 21st and not the 14th? It'll be like kind of an internal thing. True. Yeah, it's a gimmick. It's a it's a Hallmark holiday, as they call it, right? Just like it is. It's like you and your people celebrate the Hanukkah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> which you should push for taking those days off next year. I would support you, even though I'm not. But yeah, you know, you're not. But if you're being accused of being such, then you should take advantage of it. All right, so that pushes us to the uh, they saw it out here. Uh, how's the potato going? You have anything in the in the, the I mean, yeah, I'm writing stuff constantly, I just I'm not motivated to film. I'm yeah, not. We need a, we need the block uh, blockbuster guy back. Check out the whirlwind potato, oh, blockbuster Brett. Yeah, oh, yeah, I have uh, he's got I've written two sequels, I just haven't filmed it. And I'm sure you're still getting hits, right? I'm sure you're uh, I get comments every day, yeah, every day. There you go. But I just don't. That should be motivation right there, you know. Maybe you have to get a DNA, <laughs> a DNA check, and maybe find out you're Irish. That'll really push you. Just like, maybe. you know. Maybe. But uh, yes, Brian Whitaker. Check him out on Amazon Prime. If the trailer's free, if you Google his name, he's the like uh, I would say probably 30, 40 year old guy, not the old guy, not the black guy. So I mean that sums it up right there. It should be easy to find him. It's pretty funny. Stand up is pretty funny. So. Um, check him out, support local comics, and uh, hopefully he finds a new home outside of that cesspool of California. 
that's out there. How's your friend uh, in California? How how are they hanging hanging out there? Oh, they're doing all right. They're yeah. uh, they're fine. Nothing's crazy. Yeah, that's good. So she's doing good. They're like south of LA, right? They like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. They're so. about about a half an hour from LA. Okay, so not like in the city because the city's no. right now apparently from all that's going on. But uh, oh, we didn't mention the Super Bowl real quick. Just congratulations to Tom Brady and Gronk for getting a Super Bowl win. And uh, yeah. Adam's a little like he's a little bit of sweet about the whole entire thing. Aren't you? Yeah, I am. I, I don't like the fact that it's now like it kind of poo-poo's in the Patriot way a little bit. Like now it's total shit. It's all it, we knew it was total shit before, but it was like yeah. you say, you know, you take a discount to come here and win. Well, no. And, Tom Brady. <laughs> and now it's like, oh well, Tom Brady now has, and now you got like Bruce Arians has a ring, Antonio Brown has a ring, and it's like. Yeah. Well, it's like he's now won a championship. He's not just like with the Patriots anymore. He's won a championship yeah. now with with the Bucks. I, I know. It was a lot better. It was a lot nicer seeing the win to Mahomes, though. I gotta tell you, I'm sorry, but I give you that. I mean, it's yeah. really uh, it's bullshitty. I mean, yeah. I mean, his home stadium too, which is just makes it like insult to injury. Like, yeah. And then they actually had a parade today. Like it was on the water, granted, but it was an actual parade that most cities wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of rubbing. It's just making it's just making it look like Florida is the better place to be. So, but granted, there's a lot of people who live in that area of Florida that are like northerners. So it's kind of like Massachusetts South. So I mean, it's not, it could be worse places, right? So, yeah. yeah. But uh, yes, congratulations to TB12 for his seventh Super Bowl win, his tenth Super Bowl appearance, his fifth Super Bowl MVP. Um. He's the greatest of all times. I don't care what yeah. story you're going to present. He was anyway. He was anyways, and I agree with you. I think this was kind of the – this was like, you know, you're 99% there. This is his, like, you know, the, the extra class he took in college to boost up his GPA. Because if you want to tell me that Drew Brees or Peyton Manning or anyone could hold a choice to this guy statistically, you're out of your fucking mind. Drew Brees might have these records, which is great and everything, and he's a good – quarterback but he's not the greatest of all he he's better than montana and i don't give a shit if you're some diehard san francisco oh, uh 49 is cocksucker it's been following him you know what i mean sorry i am i am done rooting for brady though he has enough yeah. how could you root for him again i mean it's out of respect in a way too because it's like dude you have enough like i don't i can't root for you how could you root for somebody who already has it all now you sound like a, you sound like everyone who in the country other than people who live in New England, blessed. But it's kind of true. Like, he now has everything. Everything. He, he did it without Belichick. He yeah. did it with Bel- the Patriots. He did it like – he's like, what else do you need now? He has more than – He has a supermodel wife. He yeah. lives in a mansion. He was in Ted 2. I mean – But it's, it's, it's kind of stupid. Roof he was in The Simpsons. He was in Family Guy. This guy has been animated multiple times. He's been in multiple movies. He, oh, I mean, listen, he could die tomorrow and people would just be like, he was better than Jesus Christ. I know, but like, my point is, like, I don't, I wouldn't root against him because I don't like him. He's yeah. amazing. It's just the fact that why would I root for somebody who has it all? So I didn't tell you, next week's guest on the ID84 show is going to be Tom Brady. He's going to be on That'd here. Be great. He's going to be talking about um, how great his life is. Um, so Adam, your <laughs> questions because he's, uh, I'm sure he's not going to hold back on how awesome of a human being he is and rub it into your face. All right, my friend. That'd be awesome. All right, guys, everyone out there in uh, TV land, uh, we'll see you guys, uh, next week. Uh, Ooh, should I tell you, should I preview who the guest is next week? Cause now that I'm really prepared and I know 
and I have this stuff all written down here. Uh, so I guess next week, today is the 17th, getting there. Um, it's going to be comedian, Handred CV will be joining us next week. So Adam, you get a week to do some homework. Awesome. So we're booked till mid-April at this point, guys. So stay tuned. And always, you can get us on YouTube, on the ID84 Show, Instagram, the ID84 Show, and uh, Podbean, iTunes, and all this fucking. All right, see you guys next week. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye.